0: We are. We
1: are. We are are cultivate. 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 Cultivate.
0: Cultivate. Cultivate. We are cultivate.
1: Room 146 at the Hotel President in Kansas City, Missouri may not seem like a particularly interesting place. A room, any other in a hotel that wasn't particularly noteworthy or posh. But when a man going by the name of Ronald T. Owen checked in, the events that would unfold in the following two days would seal the hotel's place in a strange and unsolved mystery. A fake name, phone calls from a mystery man, BDSM undertones, and an anonymous woman paying for the funeral. We may never know the true nature of the events. This is the story of the unsolved case of Artemis Ogletree. Hello ghoul cool friends and spook daddies. Um, welcome to this episode of Horror House. I'm Amy. And I'm Dom. And we do not say it enough, but thank you for being here and for listening to us today. Um, you've made some absolutely fantastic life choices making it to this point, you delightful bunch of little sausages. Dom, how are you? How are you doing? What, are you laughing because I called our listeners <laughs> sausages? I mean it in the nicest way.
0: bunch of little sausages.
1: I couldn't think of
0: another word. I don't know why I was. Ex- I
1: don't know
0: what. I, was I meant expected. it in a cute way. <laughs> uh, it, it was kind of cute. I just. I don't know why. I, that I think it was so cute. I, I. I'm just a very simple man who hears sausages and can't help but giggle because I'm 12 years old. Um, I am good. I am. Hey, there's no need <laughs> 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 calling me out. Jeez. yeah, right, I'm just a bit I'm of a good. sausage. <laughs> I'm very excited to to not only be recording again. We've both been fighting off respective plagues, plagues, plagues. plagues. That's not the right word. Mm-hmm. Plagues, um, plagues. Yep. <laughs> plagues, Um We've both been fighting off death. It's not that dramatic. I'm, I'm, I'm being very dramatic. But yeah, it's it's nice to be uh, recording together again, and I'm excited to hear about this this case. I mean, you had me at BDSM. Let's let's be honest. Let's That's be where B- I have most people. <laughs> He has a fantastic name as well. I've got to say, Artemis what a, what a name! Incredible, <laughs> incredible. He
1: sounds like like the alter ego of a superhero.
0: It does, doesn't it? It yeah. really does. <laughs> Artemis spends his days uh, in a in a I don't know what would what would Artemis do. He sounds like he's a man of high class. So I, I picture him doing very posh things as a job i don't know what that would entail
1: sipping tea um, with his pinky help out. me
0: out sipping tea with his pinky out he spends I mean, his that's day definitely not sipping tea it's not a job
1: <laughs> no, no one gets paid to do that but it does I, seem like something that he would do i don't know maybe like maybe
0: tasters. he's a tea tester yeah maybe he's a tea taster uh, maybe. um i mean you know they pay people to ride roller coasters so they could pay yeah, people i know to, i really to want to that job Oh, it would be brilliant. Or 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 the people that get paid to like test mattresses and essentially you get paid to sleep. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Sign me up.
1: Yeah. Do you know what they should kill? But two yeah, he birds spends his day on stone and like hire prostitutes to do that job.
0: <laughs>
1: Cause then they're gonna get a good test, I mean... you know, like they're gonna be properly tested.
0: It, yeah, you know. <laughs> we gotta test the springs on this mattress, so I know we exactly do go we're going to. <laughs> it
1: could work i think it's a good business model i think if i was ever gonna run a i don't know a mattress tree which is probably not high on my Mm. list of career choices but if i ever was gonna do it i'd hire prostitutes to test them i'd give them out for free like give them for free to the prostitutes let them have them for a few nights and then get their review Mm. back afterwards it's good market research
0: so (laughs) just imagine like i don't know i don't know why you would do this but you go to like some school reunion and they're like so what 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 do you do now and you're like oh, I'm, the, I'm the owner of a you know factory owner of a warehouse owner of a owner of a business and they're like what business that's about mattresses and they're like oh that sounds dull and you're like well actually it's <laughs> with a twist
1: to be fair in my school year but I got voted most likely to go to prison so it's probably a bit better than people expected of me so it's you know I'm I'm okay with it I'm okay with owning <laughs> a mattress factory.
0: Voted most likely to, most likely to go to prison and is now a podcast host discussing yeah people going to prison.
1: <laughs> yeah I know I've never really seen the irony sure. of that before but yeah
0: I don't know why they <laughs> got this
1: idea that I was going to be you know um, locked up. i was quite naughty in school I was quite naughty so I guess I kind yeah of,
0: you must have been an I absolute kind of terror. It.
1: I thought that was you're you know, a menace. I thought it was quite nice. I was never going to go like the actual commits felonies. I can't even say it. Felonies.
0: Um, Felony felonies. Yeah. isn't that a drug?
1: Isn't that <laughs> fentanyl? Fent I don't know. We're getting off topic, fent- Dom.
0: We are. Um, back to my original point. This man spends his days testing tea because we've now established that he's a tea tester, slash tea job. taster yeah. with his pinky out. But he also spends his nights. I don't know. Dressed as a as a bat beating people, <laughs> to, to nah, that one's up. already been done. Damn, he's um, tea man.
1: Spends his nights dressed as a tea, tea- bag.
0: <laughs> he's out there teabagging people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Saving the world one copper at a time.
0: <laughs> what would that outfit even look like? <laughs> I'm trying to picture. It's like just a, a tea giant tea
1: bag. Teabag. That's it. <laughs> and then all of the loose leaf tea is just you like reckon... floating about his balls, like around that kind of area. <laughs>
0: He would incorporate a teacup in the costume as well, like the handle.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the rides at Disneyland, he just wears one of those with a <laughs> I think it'd be oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> but who says superheroes that have to be, be cool? You don't need to be cool, you just need to save the day. And sometimes <laughs> a cup of tea saves my day, so it makes sense.
0: We need we need help. Someone called Batman, Superman, <laughs> Wonder Woman. He's <laughs> like, No, let's call Tea Man <laughs> And they're just like, That's the worst name. Who is this T-Man?
1: <laughs> We've got a crisis. What kind of crisis? It's a midlife crisis. Oh, okay. It's a job for T-Man.
0: <laughs> Comes round with a pack of fucking rich teas. <laughs> it's like, right. Let's have a chat.
1: God, you are in a bad <laughs> day. Break out the chocolate <laughs> fingers. You know, it's got different levels. <laughs> this has gone to somewhere that I wasn't expecting fingers. it to go. This has really gone, you <laughs> know,
0: very different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about this case? Have you ever heard of it? Other than the name.
0: No. Like, I am highly unfamiliar with this man and his glorious name. I'm expecting okay. some wild shit. I mean, you've already said there's BDSM. There's a mysterious female. Well, like, I, hang
1: on, hang on, hang on. All well, I actually craziness. said was BDSM undertone. So don't get too excited. You know, we're not breaking out the whips and chains yeah.
0: too <clears throat> much. Just maybe. Down, boy. I'm choking. Smidge. Fucking hell. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>!
1: <laughs> Easy, tiger. Um, No, it's just a smidge, but um, it's definitely an interesting story, and it's quite surprising because we we both know that I, number one, don't know anything about America cases, and number two, hate the unsolved one. Can't stand the unsolved cases. I like a nice rounded case where I've got an ending Mm. that I can get on board with. This is not one of those. Um, So if you are anything like me and don't like not knowing what happened, then yeah, sorry. Sorry to let you down, but no one knows what happened
0: in this one, so...
1: Here we go. It's you know it's the what feedback.
0: It is. <laughs> the feedback on on the Spotify Q and A thing is literally just going to be no more unsolved cases. Please, thank you.
1: What the fuck happened?
0: <laughs> this is ruining my life. All I've thought about is this case. It's
1: ruining your life. Are you having a crisis? You better call t Man.
0: <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> right, should we get
1: on with it? Because we're getting, we're just gone completely off on a tangent. We've invented a superhero. Yes, I don't great. know what we're doing at this stage. So, <laughs> so let's yeah, get yeah. going. <laughs> um, early on the afternoon of January the second, nineteen thirty-five, a man walked into the Hotel President in what is now the Power and Light District of Kansas City, Missouri, um, and asked for an interior room overlooking the courtyard, several floors up. He gave his name as then, Lin- oh, sorry, Roland T. Owen. And gave a Los Angeles address. Staff remembered him being very well-dressed and wearing a dark overcoat, although he brought no bags with him for his one night stay. And one night was all paid for. The staff noted that in addition to being quite well-dressed, he also had a visible scar on his temple. Not, you know, it wasn't a Harry Potter. Calm down. HP Um But he did have a scar <laughs> on his temple. And he also had cauliflower okay. ear. So it was concluded that he was either a boxer or a professional wrestler, something that's going to mean that his ears get hurt.
0: And they believed him to be in his or, early 20s. Or he could be, I'm just saying, could be a vigilante, a certain type of man, <laughs> shall we say, uh, who's just not I very mean, good and maybe. just gets his head boxed.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, potentially, because there's a there's... lot of things here that would suggest that he does get himself into trouble. So maybe we might crack case. I mean,
0: we... We might fix them. just like Batman when just like when Batman sees his logo in the sky, this man sees a cup of tea shining in the in the, in the, in the, <laughs> the no. night sky, and he's like, "Right, duty G- calls." He <laughs> hears
1: someone flip the kettle on, and he's right there.
0: <laughs>
1: a bellhop named Props took him to room one. Uh, sorry, ten forty-six. Ow, sorry, I just kicked my desk, skin it really hurt. We power through. Jesus. It's okay, I'm just going to die.
0: This is going well. Um,
1: this is going well. Let me start that sentence again. Woo! A bellhop named Props took him to room 1046, where he unpacked, which didn't take long. Um, It was all from his pocket, and all he had on him was a comb, some toothbrush, he, you know, I can't speak, and toothpaste, and a hairbrush.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was it. The essentials. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the essentials. The bare essentials were brought for this day.
0: Um, maids okay. that
1: entered the room over the course of his stay would note that he kept the shades drawn and he only ever had one very small lamp lit in the room. Um, he wouldn't allow the maids to change that when they came into the room. He would basically make them clean in what was essentially the dark. Um and one maid noted that he was either worried about something or afraid that someone would recognise him, which is, you yeah. know bit, bit, bit strange bit bit odd. Especially when you've asked yeah. for a courtyard like, room, presumably to overlook it, and then you keep the shades drawn.
0: Yeah, exactly. He, he just go. He just gets into the gets into the room. He's like, "Man, that is it. That is it. That's a nice view. There's a reason why I asked for a courtyard view. That is that is that is nice. I'm just going to close the curtains and not open them again.
1: That's enough as so that. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've had enough of this courtyard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, he, he was a fan of the darkened room, which, you know, fine. We all like a darkened vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, that afternoon, afternoon yeah. oh my God, Amy, what is going on? Why can't I speak?
0: <laughs> We're a very professional <laughs> outfit at Horror House. This is probably the one
1: recording that I'm not drinking on. Like, I haven't got a drink. I've got <laughs> no wine. I've got <laughs> no beer. I'm literally drinking water. And apparently now I can't speak.
0: I'm just sorry. This is the one recording I'm not drinking on makes you sound like. Or you oh, it makes me sound like a massive piss quote...
1: <laughs> I just like to have a drink when we record it. It relaxes me. It makes me feel good. And we do only That's record true. once a week, everyone. I'm not an alcoholic. I
0: uh, mean, anyway. what, she's, what, what, she's really, what she's really saying here, listeners, is that my episodes are so bad, the only way she can get through them is with an alcoholic beverage.
1: I drink on my own episodes <laughs> as well. I, I just generally drink, okay? <laughs> we don't need to talk about that now.
0: Do you know if you can help with that?
1: Is
0: it T-Man? T-Man. <laughs> T-Man can help with that. <laughs> oh, T-Man is the
1: hero we didn't know we needed. He also doesn't exist. But...
0: He doesn't. He doesn't. He's completely reason, a figment
1: we... of our imaginations.
0: For some reason, I am determined to keep this through line throughout this entire episode. T-Man <laughs> is, is real people. <laughs> oh,
1: dear. That afternoon, the maid would go in to clean up and refresh the bedding. And as she was doing so... Owen got up um, to comb his hair and put on his overcoat, and he left, telling the maid to leave the door unlocked as he was expecting a friend in a few minutes. When the maid returned with (laughs) fresh towels later in that evening, um, she found Owen lying on the bed again in a darkened room with only a note visible under the lamp light, which read, "Don, I will be back in fifteen minutes. Wait." Okay. In the
0: darkened room. He does, doesn't he? Bloody hell! Um, Yeah, that's a bit weird bit strange. Also, Being not answering suspicious. the door when
1: you're clearly laying on the bed. bit odd. Nonetheless, she went in and did everything. The next yeah. morning, the maid retu- the same maid returned to room 1046 at around 1030. <laughs> um, the door was locked, which led her to assume that Owen was out because the door to the room could only be locked from the outside. But when she opened it with okay. her own key, um, Owen was present in the room. He was just sitting in the dark, pretty much where he had been the previous afternoon. Um, while she was cleaning the brim, the phone rang, and he answered it. He said, "No, Don, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast. No, I am not hungry."
0: So when when she came in and he was just sitting on the bed in the dark, what was it? Was he just sitting on the end of his bed, sort of like staring at the wall or something? Well, what's going he on? Who knows? There's this man I mean, Presumably, a there's no TV. Actually, no, it's 1930s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 1936. You're 30, 30, 30. not
1: doing much. Um, Especially in a darkened room, you're not exactly going to be reading or anything, are you? You're just sitting there silently waiting for the maid to come in.
0: Man's man's just contemplating his life on a constant basis, bless him.
1: Also, I do feel like we've maybe missed something pretty major within that paragraph. So I'll highlight it for you, doll. Bearing in mind, me and you were thinking about being detectives at one point, and so far you're doing terribly. The door was locked and can only be locked from the outside. But Owen was inside the room sitting in the dark.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I missed that bit. And um, I, I never said that I'd be a good detective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all
1: right. Yeah, we're backtracking. <laughs> we're backtracking now, that's fine.
0: All I said was that I would be I'd be the I would be the Horatio Kane detective. I'd just be there to make very bad puns and slowly put on my sunglasses and then the who will just blast in the background.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so again at four PM that afternoon. Um, The same maid returned with fresh towels. Inside room 1046, when she was standing outside, she could hear two men talking, so she knocked on the door. A voice that she described as loud and deep, and probably not Owen, asked who it was. She responded that she had bought fresh towels, to which the voice said, we don't need any. But this struck her as a bit odd, because she'd been in the room that morning, and she knew that there were no towels in there as she'd taken them out herself.
0: So they, they definitely did need towels. That, that's a that's we definitely a good... didn't eat towels
1: <laughs> but they didn't have any, they definitely didn't eat um, towels. but obviously didn't want to be disturbed from whatever conversation ever happens so they didn't want yeah.
0: it yeah, no, it, just, it sounds like that's a very much a conversation that they did not want anyone else other than the two of them to know about. Sus, sus, yeah, sus,
1: exactly that. So, nonetheless, he's he stayed his one night, um, he's decided to stay a second night, and the night of the third of January, the following day, was a raucous one. Um, there was noise all over the floor that his room was located on. Um, Arguments between men and women, known prostitutes were seen moving around that floor, um, people that shouldn't really be there but have acquired some services that evening. But whether or not any of that was related to the events that followed has never really been established. They interviewed pretty much everyone that was on that floor that evening and no one really kept the information. It's interesting to know that there was so much action on that floor that night, but not necessarily related. It's good to know, though, just okay. in case you're drawing your own conclusions at home.
0: People were just a bit randy. People exactly, bit it was
1: randy. it was a horny night on on that seventh floor, a... of the uh, <laughs> hotel president that night. If third of January, yeah. you're over the New people... Year blues, and you sometimes you just want to <laughs> get out some frustration. I didn't know where that was going.
0: <laughs> See, I don't know where it was going either. I was I don't know. No. I was preparing for a, a sucking joke of some kind, to be perfectly honest. You should always be prepared for a sucking joke when you're talking to me. (laughs) It sounds like a lot of people were in seventh heaven that night, shall we say.
1: Oh, very nice. It wouldn't be until the 4th of January, so two days after Owen checked in, that the story would take an unexpected and quite violent turn. At 7am, a a new switchboard operator, Della Sergison, came on shift. Um, she was preparing to make a requested wake-up call to room 1046 when she noticed the light on her grid indicating the phone in the room was off the hook. Props, okay. who was the, the bellboy that had taken Owen to his room two days earlier, was on shift again and asked to attend the room to see what was going on. The door to room 1046 again was locked and a do not disturb sign was hanging from the doorknob. After several loud knocks, a voice from inside told him to enter. However, he could not as the door had been locked from the outside. The same voice told him after another knock to turn out the lights. But still, he couldn't enter. Finally, props just shouted through the door to hang up the phone um, and left because much else of that. Mm. (laughs) I I, I like this. So far, I'm not giving you too much information because there isn't too much information. And every time I do it, you're just like,
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to sort of compartmentalize everything. The cogs are turning. I'm not sure if there's any anything going. The, the, the wheel is turning, there, there might not be a hamster on the wheel, but the wheel is turning. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to try to put put things together. I was about to say I don't know if I'll just straight up leave. I suppose there wasn't much he could do other than: Well, there is just a reason sort of shout and there was behind the door.:
1: There was logic behind it, so props went back downstairs and he told Ferguson, the guest in room 10:46 was probably drunk and to wait another hour or so before giving him another wake-up call to see if it made a difference. 8.30am, so about an hour after the initial um, call was scheduled, the phone had still not been hung up, so there was still a light on the board to see if it was off the hook. A different bellboy, Harold Pike, was sent to the floor and the do not disturb sign on the door was still there. Um, It was still locked, um, but this time Pike had a key, a spare key for the room and let himself in. Um, Inside, he found Owen in the dark, shockingly enough, lying on the bed naked, (laughs) apparently drunk. The lights in the hallway showed some dark spots on the bedding, but rather than turn on the room light, um, Mm. Pike went to the telephone stand and where he saw that the telephone had been knocked onto the floor. So he picked it up, put it back on the stand, replaced the headset so that the phone then worked. Okay, just walked into a hotel room where there's a naked man lying on the bed, but it's fine. You
0: know, With, with, with dark spots, which you yeah. know might need further investigation. I, I have light. a feeling I don't think that's a UV light thing.
1: The thing is, though, bear in mind that this, this bellboy that's gone in now has been told by other staff that the ru- the guy in 1046 drunk, you know, go up, thing, sort out the headset situation because that's what the problem is. So you're probably, if you're going to see a naked man laying on the bed with dark spots around it, you're probably just going to assume that he's either, for want of a better way of putting it, pissed or shit himself because people do when they're drunk. That's
0: fair. Yeah, no, that's true. That's so, true. That's fair. at
1: 10.30, another operator the port, reported that the phone in room 10.46 was again off the hood. Um So again, props, the initial bellboy, uh, was sent to the room to see what was going on. Um, the do not disturb sign still remained on the doorknob, but this time props had a key. Um, and after his first few knocks drew no, re- no response, he opened the door and found Owen on his knees and elbows approximately two feet away. Props obviously went downstairs immediately for help, wanted to get someone else in on the situation. Um, and he returned with the assistant manager. But when they got back up to the room, they could only open the door six inches or about 15 centimeters. Um, as Owen had in the interim between him going downstairs, fallen and, and blocked the way of the door. Eventually, Owen got up, and when the two hotel employees were able to enter the room, he went and sat on the edge of the bathtub. Um, The assistant manager obviously called the police, and they were joined by Dr. Harold Flanders of Kansas Kansas City General Hospital. Now, here's where things get interesting. So, Owen had been bound with cord around his neck, wrists, and ankles. His neck had further bruising, suggesting that someone had been attempting to strangle him. He'd been stabbed more than once in the chest, above the heart, and one of these wounds had punctured his lung. The blows to his head had left him with a skull fracture on the right side. It was bad enough that in addition to the blood that Proust had seen on the bed and on the walls in the bathroom, there was also additional blood spatter on the ceiling. So someone has done something pretty horrific. Holy hell. They've been pretty violent. Something not nice has happened to old Owen. However. Yeah. When Dr. Flanders cut the cords from Owen's wrist and asked him who had done this to him, Owen answered, nobody.
0: Yeah. Mm. That sounds like an answer of someone who sh- who has been told not to talk, potentially.
1: Potentially. But on that bombshell, shall we take a quick break?
0: I think we should. I can... I can... Get my 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 board out and get my red twine and start <laughs> <laughs> connecting the dots. Start theorizing. <laughs>
1: awesome. I'll leave you to do that, and we will see you back in just a few. Ghost stories are always
0: scarier when they're told by the very people who experienced them. Hi, I'm Becky, and I'm Diana, and we're the hosts of the Homespun Haunts podcast. We talk to people just like you who have come face-to-face with ghosts, demons, haints, and other strange paranormal phenomena. All of it makes for a chilling good time. So grab yourself a sweet tea, turn off the lights, and listen to some eerie true ghost stories on homespun haints wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not scared,
1: are you? Ooh, I've been dying to try this place. Oh my God, me too. I've heard such good things about it.
0: Welcome to the Crime Diner. I'm Cindy. I'll be cooking for you this evening. Here are your menus.
1: Oh, what are you thinking about getting? I don't know, murder with a side of cannibalism? What about you? Ooh, that sounds good. I'm torn between historical mayhem and the social injustice
0: maybe? Oh, I just want to let you know that each episode comes with dinner, dessert, and a specialty drink chosen by yours truly.
1: Wine, Diner and Storytime has had a makeover, and we invite you to slide into the booth with us at The Crime Diner, where each week we will discuss a crime over dinner, drinks, and dessert. See you there! Welcome back. Um, thank you for rejoining us for part two, um, although how could you not, because what the hell is going on? Dom, we have got a man bound and heavily wounded in a room that only knocked from the outside and was locked, which had no other means of escape uh, that wouldn't go unnoticed, bear in mind his room was on the seventh floor and facing an internal courtyard, mm. so what the hell happened? What, what do we think? What's what theories so far?
0: part of me wants to be like he he's a target for someone or maybe he he you know i don't know if i want to say secret service or he's in that sort of area and he's oh God, running from somebody i didn't even hear it oh it was so
1: <laughs> loud i'm really sorry maybe the mic did pick it up and out in i have just outed myself sorry about that sorry listeners, gonna, if this stays I'm in i'm gonna
0: edit i'm gonna edit this later and just out of nowhere i'm going to hear this massive belch and it's going to scare the fucking shit out of it anymore. was it properly came um, from, i
1: felt it come all the way up <laughs> like it was it was impressive did
0: satan come oh, that that
1: satan came in my mouth Yeah. <laughs> <I went>, <laughs> not for the first time <laughs> am i right
0: <laughs> i was going to say did satan work up your body and then come what, out even that sound any better <laughs> there's no way that i could say that sentence without just yeah (laughs) sorry Um, about that
1: sorry about that everyone hopefully none of this stays in but if it does i mean apology
0: i mean come on our listeners shouldn't know by now come on really yeah i i'm thinking he he's either getting targeted by somebody or an organization for for whatever reason you know it's what, what, what what when was this 1936 right 1935 currently 1935 the mob is pretty it's pretty it's pretty big around this time um or he's in an occupation that it would necessitate him doing something like this where he has to be very sort of sneaky and he has to go and sort of do these little things um so yeah that's that's what i'm feeling at the moment Okay. My, I might be way off base, but that's what I'm. Thinking.
1: Well, who knows? But let's delve into the investigation and what happened after this yes. point, and maybe, really? maybe we can get to some sort of vague conclusion. Okay. Obviously, Owens himself wasn't being much help at this point. Um, after telling the doctor that nobody had done that to him, which was obviously not true, he was asked then what caused his injuries. Um, his response was that he'd fallen and hit his head on the bar. Yeah, all right,
0: mm. sure. Yeah, <laughs> and then I yeah, accidentally I think... stabbed myself I think three that times, was
1: fly. <laughs> and then I tied myself up. Cool, great <laughs> what, story, was, bro.
0: Was this <laughs> an industrial strength bathtub? <laughs> like, what was this bathtub made out of? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and also, I'm sorry, but yeah, granted, maybe you did fall and, th- and hit your head on the bathtub, but then how did you tie your own wrists up? And, and <laughs> then she's <laughs> some sort of like magician, <laughs> so... and then show Houdini-ing in here. gone terribly wrong
0: well what i'm picturing now is like every so often i'll scroll tiktok and it will be like a tiktok about like how you're like you know oh you know i've made plans to go out but i i want to stay in or i've you know made plans to go out and like all of a sudden my playstation turned on and then this this person in the tiktok like dramatically falling over and turning the playstation on (laughs) and then dramatically putting the headset on like all i'm picturing is this man hitting his head on the bathtub and then like really dramatically being like, oh no. Oh no, I'm stumbling into this. And oh no, my hands oh, are being no. tied together. I've been stabbed oh, my... three <laughs> times. Oh no, I punctured a
1: lung. Yeah, I mean it's not the most believable story, is it? Let's yeah, be honest. Um <laughs> But not, not the doctor not. did say he asked him if he'd been trying to, to kill himself. Him. Um and his response to that was no. But that was about all they got yeah. out of Owen, because shortly after telling the doctor that it wasn't a suicide attempt, um, he lost consciousness and was taken to hospital. By the time he arrived at the hospital, okay. he was completely comatose and he died shortly after midnight of January, so just two days after he checked in
0: the hotel. Okay.
1: So yeah, you know, pretty bad injuries if it's going to kill you. Doctors performed an autopsy Absolutely. on Owen um, and determined that he'd died of his wounds. Um, Dr. Flanders had examined not just the body but also the bloodstains in the room as well Um, but since much of it had dried by the time he arrived he estimated the wounds that had been inflicted on him had occurred between 4am and 5am that day which was consistent with what Pike the had seen in terms of him coming in and out of the room prior to that morning. Um, Detectives who were searching room 1046 um, took note of As much of what they did not find as what they did. Consistent with what props had observed, there were no clothes in the closets or the drawers. The only evidence of anything other than what Owen had been wearing was the tag of a necktie, indicating that it had been made by a New Jersey company. Also missing from the room were the soap, the shampoo, and the towels provided by the hotel to every room. There were no knives. Um, which led to the dismissal of a suicide as because Owen's death wounds, or stab wounds, sorry, in his chest couldn't be accounted for. They decided that he couldn't possibly have done them to himself because there was nothing to do them with. Mm-hmm. And of course, the cords tying him up also suggested the involvement of others. You can't go kind of knots on your own.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: one of the room's two glasses was found in the sink, missing a shard, and the other was still on the shelf. Detectives found some other items that might have been considered evidence. Um, there was a hairpin, a safety pin, an unsmoked cigarette, and a full bottle of diluted sulfuric acid.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like a full bottle of alcohol or something. <laughs> was not expecting sulfuric acid. Interesting.
1: Definitely something.
0: Yeah, definitely some things. <laughs> definitely some things. Um, Just so you know, I'm only acid, telling you this like...
1: list. Because what happens going forward and what they find makes no sense. I'm not ever going to circle back to these items because they don't help. Some of the information that I give you next also doesn't help. It doesn't, you know, make any difference because the police couldn't make sense of it. And neither will you. But I'm going to tell you anyway because it was included in the
0: Cool. You know, I kind of relate now. We've talked about other unsolved cases. But correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first one that you've done have you done an unsolved case yet i think
1: this might be my first i do avoid them I, I don't like not having answers
0: yeah so i've not like this is the first time listening to an unsolved case being told to me and now i now i understand why you don't like because i am so frustrated at the moment <laughs> what
1: the hell is happening well you might want to buckle <laughs> in because so there's frustrated. more to come there's more nonsensical shit that happened that you're not going to okay. be able to, you know, get your head around. So let's okay. buckle in. Four fingerprints. Shall I strap on? Small sorry, enough, strap in. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> sorry, bear with. Just, um, <laughs> just going to cool down after that comment. Four fingerprints. <laughs> small enough that detectives believed that they had been a woman's were found on the room's phone. Um, they couldn't be matched to Owen or any of the hotel employees who have been known to have entered the room. Make that makes sense. Considering that the the so, only other voice that was heard in the room that wasn't Owen was a man's. Why are there women's fingerprints on the phone?
0: It was the maid case solved. Well, no, because <laughs> the fingerprints don't
1: match the maid. Fingerprints don't match the
0: They don't match anyone. <laughs> I, I I I wasn't expecting that to be the honest. Although to be fair, right that is what. like classic Who Done It. Maid did it. It, it was it the It is, pl- isn't it? Every Who Done It is is the maid in the Drawing room with a candle. <laughs> That's every every unsolved mystery.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. that Um, the police were stumped. They sought the help um, of the public through the press. Both of the city's evening newspapers carried the story on their front pages the next day. Um, with Detective Johnson, the lead detective, case saying there is no doubt that someone else is in this, and um, confirming that they were treating yeah. the case as a homicide, and not a suicide.
0: Yeah, I, I've ruled out suicide um just because of like the injuries and obviously you know t- tying yourself up is difficult um at the best of times so i don't mm-hmm. yeah the the, the suicides the suicide story doesn't wash i don't think so yeah i, I yeah i would look at it as a homicide I, I definitely think there is there is foul play involved in this in this one
1: absolutely So the police had a dead man on their hands. The question was, who the hell was he? Because when they were asked to contact Roland T. Owens' next of kin, it quickly became very apparent that that name was false and no records could be found of a man under that name. Police then released further statements with details of his appearance um, and some of the identifying marks, the scar on his forehead, the cauliflower ear, etc., etc., in the hope that someone would come forward to identify him. But unfortunately, no identification was successful. The funeral home where his body was being kept, um, held on to the body for about three weeks um, before deciding that the proper thing to do would be to bury him, um, you know, identification. Um, They announced that they would be burying the man in the city's potter's field, which for those of you not in know, which I wasn't, is basically a common grave, um, a grave where they bury people that are buried by the state as opposed to someone that is paying And that was publicised in the city's papers. However, so you're putting him, you know, into his his burial, you know, you think it's all over. But no, 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 he's not quite making it to Pottersfield for his state burial. Once it had been announced in the newspapers that he was going to be buried, the funeral home where he was being held received an anonymous phone call. Um, The phone call asked that they delay the burial long enough for the caller to send money to pay for a funeral at Memorial Park Cemetery in Kansas City. The anonymous caller said that this was so that the deceased could be near his sister. So someone obviously knew who he was. Um, And when the funeral home said that they would have to inform the police about the call, the caller said that they didn't care. The caller was (laughs) a little bit more forthcoming, though, when asked why Owen had been killed. According to the caller, Owen had had an affair with one woman while engaged to marry another. The caller and the two women had apparently arranged the encounter with him at the president in order to exact revenge. They were quoted as saying, cheaters usually get what's coming to them. And with that, caller hung up. Okay. The plot
0: thickens. So maybe there's... Yeah. Man, this this plot is thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. My lord. Um... (laughs) Girl, you're thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. So it sounds like there's there might be a sounds like there might be a scorned a scorned partner slash ex partner.
1: Hell has no fury like revenge. a woman scorned.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there are so many moving parts to this. This is madness.
1: There really are, and you'll be pleased to know, Dom, that the moving parts do not end there.
0: Oh, Grant, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having um, a fucking crisis.
1: No, none of us are. We're all fine. Um, The service was postponed as per the caller's request. And on March 23rd, bear in mind this had happened in January, so we're talking quite a few weeks later, um, the funeral home received a delivery envelope. Um, The address had been lettered using a ruler, so it could not be identified, um, and it contained $25 wrapped in newspaper, which was enough to cover the expenses. The sender was unknown, and the postmark could not be identified as it was so lightly printed onto the envelopes no one could work out where it came two additional envelopes were also sent um to a local florist for an arrangement of 13 american beauty roses to go to the grave after a similar call was made to the florists um they were obviously investigated because at this point you've got two anonymous phone calls presumably from the same person but they were found that both calls were made from pay phones so it couldn't be traced Included with the payment for the flowers was a card, again with disguised handwriting, but it read, Love Forever,
0: Louise. Okay, right. <laughs> That's...
1: The funeral was held shortly afterwards. And beside the officiating minister, the only people in attendance, police detectives, um, some of whom had to serve as pallbearers. Um, other detectives who were posing as grave diggers, staked out the grave for several days because presumably you would think that Louise would grave to see if her flowers were there. But no one ever came to visit.
0: Man had no visitors. That's kind of sad.
1: Well, no one knows who he bloody is at this point.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) He's
1: Roland T. Owen, who doesn't exist.
0: Roland, like, floats out of his body one night and he's just like, Man, no one comes to see me. He's like, Well, mate, no one knows who you are.
1: That's it. I'm coming back to life. Grave
0: Roland coming back to life. They just see him, like, casually just walk out of his grave and they're just like, Okay, right. I think I need to go home because obviously I am overworked.
1: (laughs) I'm so tired.
0: (laughs) Is it me or did that man who was in that grave literally just walk up and out of (laughs) his own grave?
1: So yeah, poor old Royalty (laughs) Owen didn't have many visitors, Um, but no one, again, knew who he was at this point. Um, His image continued to be circulated nationwide in the hope of identifying him, but it wouldn't be until early 1936, so almost a year later, that one of those posts actually worked when Ruby Ogletree in Birmingham, Alabama, saw a photo in a Sunday paper. The unidentified man, she said, looked a great deal like her son Artemis, who the family had not seen since he left to Hitch Heights, California in 1934, although he had kept up correspondence during time. Police quickly confirmed that Ruby knew enough details about the man that she was indeed telling the truth, but her account of him and his life soon began to raise a hell of a lot more questions. Um, Ruby told the police that she had received letters from Artemis dated after the time that he'd supposedly died in both March and May of 1935 she'd received letters from Artemis one postmarked New York and the other Chicago Um, however she did say that these had been typed, which was a skill that Ruby didn't know Artemis um, and used colloquialisms that he just wouldn't have used Um, so potentially not from him but bit weird that he was still sending letters from beyond the grave
0: i told you man just man just got up out of this grave one day and he was just like you know what i'm i'm back i'm back baby shit
1: forgot to write
0: no, to no. mum. <laughs> he's been like Dad, it's been two weeks i need to send my i need to send my letter <laughs> sorry for missing mother's day <laughs> kind of problematic i was in a grave <laughs> and i was dead in my defense <laughs> i was dead <laughs> i've got a
1: great excuse i died
0: Stumbles out of his grave, just turns to the police officer, just like morning. (laughs) And it's like what the fuck? And he's like, you know, I've got an angry mother because I kind of missed kind of missed her birthday, so I'm just gonna toodle off just to say, you know I'll be right back. (laughs) Make sure no one takes my grave, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: mum's (laughs) been receiving letters from Artemis, supposedly two and then four months after he died. But it gets weirder. Because in August of that year, Ruby had received a telephone call from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, The man calling her told her that Artemis had saved his life in a fight and that Artemis himself could not call because he was now living in Cairo in Egypt where he had married a wealthy woman and was well. He was unable to write, the caller said, because he lost one of his thumbs in the fight where he had saved the caller.
0: Okay. So this reminds me of, I did an episode about it, A while ago um it was uh my first collab with lexi and kayla and we talked about the the escape from alcatraz i can't remember the people's names but the sort of famous escape from alcatraz so everyone was pretty decisive with saying that they may have escaped the prison but they wouldn't have made it across the san francisco bay because of rough weather uh, rough waters and if they fell in it would be very cold they would have died of hypothermia quite quickly and I found obviously while while researching it that for for years and years afterwards, the two brothers' mum would get Mother's Day flowers or get flowers on Mother's Day every year and it was oh. never said who it was from. Mm-hmm. And apparently when when their mother died, witnesses or I think it was witnesses or like police said that there were two very tall people in disguise. That didn't say a word to anyone and stood in the background and then left as soon as as soon as it was over. So yeah. this has kind of given me these sort of vibes, and now I'm like, you know, it, she was getting letters still, like months after he he apparently died. You know, it's oh oh, it's strange. God. Th- this this it's is definitely really strange. Weird. It's very well. Odd. Ruby
1: spoke to the man on the very phone. Odd for at least half an hour. And she recalled that although he spoke wildly and irrationally, he did seem to have first-hand knowledge of Artemis. He described him well and and spoke
0: about
1: his affairs that she was aware of. She gave the police the name that he identified himself by, um, but that name's never been made public. And no records, interestingly, of Artemis exist under his name with regards to traveling. So as far as the police are concerned, he may have hitchhiked, hitchhiked to California, but he never left because there were no plane tickets, train tickets. There was no boat ticket, anything under the name Audrey to link him anywhere else in the U.S., let alone Cairo. So yeah. essentially what was generally accepted to be the case was that the man in the hotel room was in fact and the, the letters and the phone call that Ruby received were someone trying to cover up
0: for what they did. Yeah. An imposter, a charlatan, fake.
1: A scoundrel and a scallywag. (laughs) Uh, So despite the further information that Ruby was able to offer, the police have never been able to identify who Don was, the man for whom he left the note and supposedly received phone calls from. And they certainly couldn't determine whether or not he was responsible for his death. Um, Although it is widely believed that another person was involved in Ogletree's death, Even that in itself has actually been proven because there was no evidence, you know, other than the fingerprints, which were never linked to a person. There was no hard evidence that anyone else was ever involved. Um, The case remains open to this day. And even as late as 2003, leads for it are still being investigated. Namely, in 2003, an anonymous call to police regarding the death of an elderly man called their attention. Amongst his belongings, there had been found a box of newspaper clippings about the case. Um, and the box also included an item that had been reported as missing from the hotel room. The police reports. Oh. However, the name okay. of the man and the item was in the found in this box have never been disclosed to the public. So that's it. This is so. what I don't like. This is what I don't like. Normally, <laughs> I have a nice wrap-up <laughs> sentence for you. I have a delightful... And it was the case of such and such, such and such. This is what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Aren't we all happy? Can't we all sleep at night? But I don't have that today, Dom, because I don't fucking know. Oh,
0: I wish I had a drink. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what a... I, I'm, I'm trying to... Oh, my brain capacity is not big enough. For,
1: I think the main, um, the main thing for me is the door. <laughs> the main thing that really bugs me, that I can't quite wrap my head around, is the door to the hotel room. It only knocks from the outside. And he was found inside tied up on the seventh floor with a building that yeah. only oh, sorry with a room that only overlooked an internal courtyard with no one else in the room, that's the bit that I just can't yeah. I, I can't get my hair right
0: yeah with you know and that's that's just extremely suspicious and you know him saying that you know there was nobody else in the room you know when it was quite obvious the injuries that he sustained wouldn't have been caused by you know himself there needed to be another person. And like you said, there was, the, there was the door that only locked from the outside. There was the the room that only looked out into an internal courtyard. And then there's just so much. There's so many other things. The letters after he, you know, supposedly died. The, the woman's fingerprints on the telephone, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: The random I, items, the hairpin, the unsmoked cigarette, the bottle of acid. What the hell is that doing there?
0: I completely forgot about the acid.
1: Yeah.
0: How could I forget about the acid? I want to say there was foul play involved, but part of me is like, uh, part of me is like, maybe, maybe it wasn't him in the grave. But uh, then I'm like, that's outlandish. Like, be reasonable, dog. It is
1: only circumstantial evidence that makes him Artemis Audrey. You know, they really knew a lot about him. She identified a lot of the marks that have been on the body. She gave police enough information for them to believe that that's who he was. But it wasn't actually proved. So there is a chance that it's not him. And therefore, the letters that she received and the phone call about him being encouraged, that may well be true. He might just not have, you know, traveled yeah. under his own name. That's possible. But is it likely? Yeah.
0: You know, and, and you get people that, you know, that, that do these things. You know, they'll, they'll you know, go to a, uh, you know, they'll they'll do something to, you know, fake their own death and then they'll get a new identity and then they'll go, you know, go somewhere where they can't be found because for whatever reason they don't want to be bothered they they want to they want a clean break from you know for whatever reason and they don't want people to know where they are they don't want people to find them by using their real name you know so they'll get a new identity so obviously you know that that's not a a, a unlike i mean it's not a alien scenario but this is an interesting one because there are things that sort of there are things that make you think uh, you know this is him getting away for whatever reason and he's doing he's, you know he's got this intricate plan of all these things and he's corresponding with his family but he doesn't want to be found he's happy to be in Cairo and to live this new life but at the same but on the other hand you look at you look at other things you know hotel staff hearing two voices in the room you know the woman's fingerprints on the phone the injuries not being consistent with a suicide, but you know, with you know, being beaten essentially, and and yeah. you know, tied up by someone else. So yeah, I it's such a cop out answer, I know, and I don't know if I can definitively say one way or the other. And I suppose that's I suppose that's the good thing about these kind of cases is that it's open to interpretation. There's no right or yeah. wrong answer. Everyone's going to have their own sort of viewpoint on it.
1: Absolutely, and I 100% encourage you to go and read more about this case. Like, there's there's so I'm, many I'm... theories, there are so many conspiracies, there's so many things that, for the purposes of keeping this to what is now probably going to be over an hour-long episode, you know, i left out because they weren't integral to the story and, and they're basically just theories, but go and read up on them because there is so many different branches to this that we haven't
0: explored,
1: but I do yeah. recommend drawing your own conclusion definitely i mean it's unsolved for a reason because it is pretty mysterious
0: yeah exactly and i'm definitely going to be going to be reading up on on this case because this sounds quite fascinating and i'm i'm quite interested to sort of see you know what we haven't talked about and see if that sort of sways me any further i doubt it will but it'll be an interesting read nonetheless probably not but i didn't get
1: there and you know how much (laughs) i love to jump to a conclusion, so
0: yeah um but that that
1: was the case of the man that we think is artemis Audrey. thank you for listening dom do you want to see us out today
0: yes um yes i can thank you for for listening um to our to our tale of of intrigue and hearing me have various mental breakdowns over the course of this episode (laughs) if we had video you will literally see the steam coming out of my ears because there was a lot of (laughs) but uh but yes thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed as always if you enjoy what we do here at horror house please uh give us a rating on spotify um also give us a rating and review on apple podcasts follow the the show on you know whatever podcast platform it is you listen to we are nearly at 200 followers on spotify i think we're at 181 at this point or something which is insane. So thank you everyone who's hit follow on Spotify. Get to 200. Also follow us on Instagram at horror house underscore pod. We're almost at a thousand followers on Instagram, Amy. We're like mm-hmm. nine twelve or something crazy. Um, okay. so yes, follow us on Instagram at horror house underscore pod. Recommend us to your friends, your family, your pets, your frenemies, your enemies. Uh, I don't know. Um, the bin men, the postman, I don't, I don't know who else you would recommend them to. That that really weird neighbor that you sort of look at and you're like, I get bad vibes. Re- recommend us anyway. Just try and keep the conversation short. You'll <laughs> like, right, probably like listen it. Listen to that podcast. <laughs> also, you're super weird. Oh, Don, I, I almost got something. I
1: always forgot. I need to do a really, really quick shout out just before we completely end the episode. I really need to do a quick okay. shout out. And, okay. and you know who it's going to be to... It, to... Barry, my Uber driver, because you said you were going (laughs) to listen, you listened in, you said you liked the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. So if you hear this episode, this one's the you, Baz. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Barry, um, for saying that we should be on the radio as well. We should. Uh, You're not wrong. We should. Absolutely, Um, we should. (laughs) Also, by the way, Barry, that wasn't a segue into like Amy saying that you're that really weird neighbor that we should recommend people to.
1: Oh no, 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 no! You're not weird. You're lovely. Thank you for picking me up and getting me safely to work. I very much appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Barry's like, God damn! I'm getting called out. I get, I drove her to work and everything. What the fuck.
1: I mean, I did pay him. It's it's his job. But you know, anyway, move he's on. Good. Thanks, Barry.
0: He's going to be like next trip. He's going to be like, yeah, sorry, surge pricing. Uh, that's fifty pounds. <laughs> Soz. But uh, but yes, recommend us to anyone and anyone who you can. Uh, who will listen, who you can wrangle, don't tie anybody up against their will and like force them to listen to us. That's not cool. Uh, make sure they actually want to. <laughs> and if you want to support us as well financially, we have the merch store. And also, if you feel so inclined as content creators, more so Amy, she runs off of coffee. I, I run off of tea, but coffee you know especially for amy is always greatly appreciated so buy us a coffee the link okay, will be in the thank bio you. and it will be in the show notes and i'm rambling so thank you for listening guys again all that's left to say from me is until next time stay spooky
1: stay spooky bitches
0: man i i i i I about had an aneurysm i'm still confused
1: i mean it's no different to normal but still
0: i i still i still picture him like opening the curtains just looking down in his courtyard being like that's a nice that's a nice courtyard well that's enough of that
1: i'm still (laughs) not ruling out that he just wanked himself to death (laughs)